This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Harvey, good. The deposition is tomorrow. Did you put your mic behind my back? Yes, I did, but... Why? Because Donna practically begged me to work things out with him. Samantha, I didn't take this case to lay down. I took it to win. Then what are you getting so worked up about? Because I didn't lay down. I slapped them both with a defamation suit, which is exactly what you would have done if you had seen that ad. It isn't what I would have done, because I told you I know him. And he didn't fly all the way out here just to get slapped with a suit he could have seen coming a mile away. You know what? I'm getting a little tired of you telling me I can't handle this kid. Well, that's too bad, because until you filed this suit, the only questions they could ask were about Jeremy's contract. Now they get to ask about our manufacturing manufacturing conditions. And that doesn't matter, because we didn't do anything wrong. Don't you get it? We don't have to have done anything wrong. He just has to make it look that way to a jury. Shit. That's right. So, you and I are gonna stay here for as long as it takes to figure out how to get out of this. Wait a second. If his goal is to play his violin in front of a jury, all we have to do is make sure they never get to hear it. Season 9, Episode 5 is over. And if you're ready to hear us talk about if the shoe fits, then suits yourself. I'm Rob Sistrino, back here with the guy who must be a thousand years old because he loves Survivor. It's Chappelle. Chappelle, how are you? Rob, I'm great. I'm happy. We finally made it to a pivotal moment in our Suits Watch I've been waiting for this day since we started this watch because very quickly the listeners of Suit Yourself said, wait till you find out that Harvey Specter is a Survivor fan. And I've been blocking questions coming through the Facebook group left and right. Like, leave Rob alone. Oh, my God. He doesn't God. even know this. Can we I, get his genuine reaction? Yes. Rob, I, is this I was you? gagged. You were gad, you were gooped. Yes, yes. <laughs> because what a reveal here in season nine of Suits. Uh, here we are, 129 episodes into it. And Harvey says, not just that like, oh yeah, I've, I've seen Survivor. He says, I, I love Survivor. And it's an underrated show. And yeah. I mean, so this is now tw- this. I mean, basically, the whole podcast could be this. It's 2019. 
And so uh-huh. Harvey has just seen uh, the edge of extinction uh, play out. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, he's about to <laughs> feel bad for Harvey. Uh, it's about to go. And we'll see if Harvey still loves uh, uh, Survivor after season 39 starts for him in a couple of weeks. But he yeah. loves Survivor. Yeah. Um this is incredible. You know, um, it's it's not only that he loves it, it's appointment viewing. He's like, no, Donna, we really need to reschedule the thing that you want to do because I, I need you to come over here. Because not only am I watching Survivor, but I kind of want you to get into it as well. Harvey's about to make Donna go on a full journey. She's going to have to do the entire rewatch, um, starting with Borneo, make her way through all of those. And then in just a year and some change, Rob, Harvey's going to be listening to your top 40 Survivor season countdown on RHAP. I'm, listen, he might be a Rob Sesterino fan. You never know. We don't know. Um, he might be. I see. I can't imagine first that Harvey is watching in the real time on Wednesday nights. He he sounded like he was. He's like, I ordered the pizza. No, he works late. This. He works late. He's not watching live. So I don't know. You don't I think, think he's maybe, watching live? Yeah, I think he's on DVR. And okay. he's not really on social media. So I don't think he's worried about spoilers or anything like that. Uh-huh. But he's a huge fan. And you said this is prior to season 38, right? This is what, um, 37? No, 38 has just ended. 38 and so oh, 38 just ended. This episode mm-hmm. airs in August of 2019 so he's like i don't know how harvey feels about chris underwood and the edge of extinction i feel like he doesn't <laughs> like it listen edge of extinction was not able to run me away from survivor there were other subsequent seasons that uh probably could have but not eoe eoe was it was it was a thing that yeah. happened um and there were some good characters on there and so i'm very happy to see the uh harvey sticking out survivor i wonder what harvey thinks about the new era i don't know but so that's the Harvey of it. Also, Mike comes in on his high horse. Like, you watch Survivor? What are you, a thousand? Come on. Yeah. Come on, Mike. Right. With What's all of problem? Mike's references. All of Mike's references are from The Wire. You know, it's like, sir, you haven't seen a television show in yeah. 22 years either. Yeah. Mike, <laughs> you're like quoting like 40-year-old movies that were on before you were <laughs> even born on this show. Come on. Like, He's like, oh, it. Harvey, what are you, a thousand? I didn't even know the show was still on. Yes. No, this was good. This was good because I knew it was coming, but I didn't know to what extent. I didn't know if Boston Rob was going to show up or something, but everyone mm-hmm. kept saying, no, yeah. wait till Rob gets to he this. He out with Travis Tanner. Yeah, or something like that. Do you think this is the last Survivor reference we're going to get in the show? Yeah, I kind of uh, think it was one and done, but maybe we're setting something up here where then uh, <laughs> Harvey, maybe in the finale, is going to go beyond Survivor. Maybe that's what it's going to be, but... You know, and also I, I apologize to anybody who's not a Survivor fan who uh, this was <laughs> a throwaway line. Um, yeah. But then Mike comes back around. And he's like, oh, yeah. And Harvey, just like on your favorite show, Survivor, uh, a jury is going to decide how this <laughs> goes and I'm going to be the winner. <laughs> he's going to be the last man standing. Mike Ross, the winner of Survivor 39, you know, yeah, you know, in this in this alternate universe. So I don't know who the Survivor fan is. Who uh, this episode is written by Jeffrey M. Lee and uh, Jordan Pomaville. So I don't know if one of those guys are Survivor fans. I didn't know if uh, series creator Aaron Korsh, a friend of the show, is a Survivor fan. But somebody on the writing team must have been enough of a Survivor fan for this to get into the script. They brought it up. I remember when Survivor used to come up on 30 Rock. I don't know if you were a big yes, 30 Rock guy. Quite a but bit. It was yeah, just, oh, big. Yeah. 
it would randomly come up. I think one of the characters' name was Sari. Yes. Um, yes. So yeah, I think that we could do more of this. We could definitely do more survivor references here in the Suits universe. I, I want to say it's Aaron Korsh. I think that's that's the thing. If we could ever get a hold of him, I would like to yes. ask him if well, he's a survivor be, guy. You know, a great question to ask him. All right, but here, okay. So we've buried the lead quite a bit here as Mike Ross has returned. I, I was very surprised uh, that Mike was back. We have been talking about like, boy, they're really talking a lot about Mike and Rachel. There's uh, Mike in the previously on constantly on all these episodes. And so here is Mike. He comes back and Har- like, I'm happy Mike is back. I love seeing uh, Mike and Harvey back at it. You know, uh, their, you know, friendship is palpable. But Mike comes back and he's as, as Mike Ross as ever. Yeah, it's there's a lot going on. For, so one thing that I I might have gotten used to is not having Mike and Harvey just going back and forth about nothing. It's like, oh, well, you're old. Well, you're young. Well, you're a fraud. Well, you were a fraud. Well, you forgot that I wasn't a fraud. Well, now I am a fraud. But now you're not. It's the, the back and forth. It's cute or whatever a little bit, but at least 10% of this episode was just that. It was just Mike Ross being like, yeah, I was going to call you Harvey Sphincter. And Harvey's like, ooh, that's the best you could come up with. Like, I know you are, but what I, what am I? I'm like, okay, we get it. Y'all are friends. This is cool. It's the cute thing that y'all do, but cut it out. So there was a lot of Mike in that. And then, of course, Mike comes in toting his violin uh, in the machine yeah. gun case. You know, it's just what he does. He's like, but but this is about the people. We have to protect the people. Like, yes, Mike Ross, you're right. You're correct. You're on the right side of history. Blah, 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 blah. But come on, man. We've seen this before. Harvey is like, I have to deal with Mike and his violin. He flew across the country to do it. So now it's Mike and the righteous, um, you know, the righteous cause of this, I guess it sounds like what a sweatshop at this point. Yeah. Uh, versus but Harvey and his client. Chabelle, this clinic that Mike went to go start up in Seattle with Mike and Rachel mm. going to go work at like uh, this clinic, like didn't it seem like this is like a weird case for them to be taking on? And yes, that there is like this, like, you know, humanitarian angle to this story of going against the sweatshop and having this new sneaker company that's going to be, you know, uh, paying people a living wage. But like, I, I kind of thought like, wasn't, Mike going to like open this clinic to take these cases that were going to be more similar to like the pro bono type work that he was doing. Yeah. This felt like, uh, Mike has a couple, you know, heavy hitters still, you know, like it's like, yeah, he went to go do pro bono work, but anytime you could go help a basketball player out, he's not going to turn it down. I mean, look at Harvey. He has a slew of basketball players who he can always call up. Like, let me just call up Michael Jordan. Who, now that I think about it, we haven't heard any MJ references in a very long time. I think he hit him with a cease and desist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he shut it down. Stop I, talking about me. Was it. Yeah. Charles Barkley showed up and they were like, all right, that's good. Um, but yeah, I think Mike Ross is just trying to keep a basketball player on his roster. And this basketball player um, has gone and seen the factory where these shoes are made. And he's like, hey, they're not living in great conditions over there. And I want to blow the whistle on it. And so now Harvey has to protect his client because Mike Ross is ready to take them to the cleaners. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so this basketball player, Jeremy Wall, and I was trying to remember, like, I don't know if we if we had seen this uh, particular company before in terms of like, I know that there was this other footwear company where somebody was trying to get out of the deal and they were going to get fired and lose jobs. And then they were trying to save the jobs. But I'm not sure if this is the same company, but 
So this athlete wants out. He is basically uh, representing, uh, or Harvey is representing the company, which he had given to Samantha. And so Mike is trying to say that there's this, like, um, you know, this sweatshop conditions. And ultimately, like, it turns out that this, uh, this athlete is trying to start, get out of this deal so he could start his own company. Like, did the athlete, did Jeremy Wall actually care about the sweatshop? Yeah, maybe not. Right. So Mike Ross and him conspired together uh, prior to all of this happening. And they said, oh, I got a plan. I can get you out of your company. And with a big public beef, like getting sued or going head to head with this company, then you might get some, you know, uh, additional uh, publicity and you can get some money if you sue them. So we're going to do all those things. Now, did Jeremy Wall actually care or did he even see the sweatshop? We don't even know. We don't we know even that know. He went. Um, yeah, but we yeah. don't know how bad yeah. it was. Nice so going, Mike. All those people at the sweatshop are going to be out of a job now. Nice going. Right. They go from $2 an hour to no dollars. No dollars an hour. No, Mike Ross says, listen, if, if this goes well, Jeremy Wall is going to be able to reestablish or uh, I guess reconfigure how how these uh, these shops work. Right. People are going to see how they're making clothes and they're going to do better because of the work that Jeremy Wall has done. So for Mike Ross, yeah. it's a net positive. And Chappelle uh, and will be a- first in line to buy the brand new five hundred eighty dollar Jeremy Wall sneakers. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty much a socialist, but I do love shoes. <laughs> so there's that's my limit, you know. Uh, you know, sue me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the markup is. Like, again, I think it's a, it's a hell of a markup. It's a gray area of how much it, is it like, does it, act, does it actually cost eight cents to make the shoe? And then it's, uh, I think so. f- you know, <laughs> $900 markup on the shoes. I'm 1000% sure that is exactly what's <laughs> happening here. Uh, the, it, it probably costs about, it's eight. not an iPhone, you know? Yeah. It, it's pretty close. It, yeah. It's pretty close. And then on top of that, you get resellers who come in and they steal the shoe. My, Michael Jordan's own kid was doing this stuff for a mm-hmm. while too, like like funneling these shoes yeah. off, off to be like resold for higher prices. I, I get it. The iPhone seems like that. There's like a lot of expensive stuff that's in there. Like the shoe it, is like what rubber, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, some string. It's really, it really like I. I could make one of these shoes. If yeah. you gave me the blueprint, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure if you gave me a year, some, I could do uh, one Mike Ross does have a point. Okay. Yeah, he's all right. All right. So then Samantha, she doesn't care that Mike Ross is back. She's like, I just want to, I, I just want to wipe that smug look off his face. Yeah. Mike Ross is still arrogant. He's still a know-it-all and he still talks a lot of trash. And so Samantha's like, listen, I know you and Harvey got your little back and forth, but a violin ain't winning this gunfight this time. So shut it down. And also... This is Samantha's client, not Harvey's. He yeah. gave her a while ago. And so he doesn't really get to have any say so over how Samantha proceeds. But as we know, thanks to Faye, they have to be above board. So Harvey and Mike agree that we're not going to break any laws here. Anything that can get us dis- disbarred or thrown in prison, we're just going to stick to the, you know, stick to the plan. Ha ha ha. But um, now you have Samantha. Who's like, Harvey would I love don't that. know about that. Yeah. Samantha, she's willing to bend some rules in ways that they are not, even amongst friends. Yeah. So, it's funny in this episode that they really just like read Mike Ross of that like all he his one move is just he just needs to get in front of the jury and then like have his like a uh, bleeding heart sob story. That's the only thing that he can do. 
And so they're going to ultimately like take that away from him. Uh, somehow they write something up. It's like, OK, well, we this won't go to a jury trial. And so you'll have to only get in front of a judge. And so Mike is able to then in this deposition, get the CEO of the shoe company to basically admit that, uh, yeah, there were some people who, uh, there were people who, uh, there were suicides, right? Um, and mm -hmm. ultimately, but it they were following the law. Yeah. So his, so the thing is, um, International manufacturing laws state that you have to have things within certain bounds or this is, you know, for this to be legal. Right. And so they're like, we're checking all the boxes. But apparently people have been taking their own life uh, due to some of these conditions or at least, you know, in relationship to some of these conditions. Or at least it even seems like it. Right? Maybe it's not in relationship. Maybe there's no causation at all. Maybe it's just a coincidence. But regardless, these two things are uh, parallel to each other. And so this uh, CEO of this company, he just like blurts it out. Like, I don't care how many people that took their own life. They ain't got nothing to do with us because we follow the rules. We're following the rule of the law and you cannot blame this on us. Mm -hmm. And so the deposition is, is sealed. No one's ever going to hear that. Unless uh, Jeremy Wall goes out and prints it on a t-shirt and wears it around like he's Russell Westbrook. And so that's exactly what he does. He um, wears it on his shirt and he goes viral with this statement from the CEO of the shoe company. So whether or not, um, you know, the conditions are bad or not, now he has the attention that he's looking for and they're going to be willing to settle. Yep. And Harvey is like, ah, Mike, you got me. Yeah. All right. That yeah. was pretty good. Yeah, that was, that was a good one. And like, Harvey like can't help being like a proud papa here of that it, Mike he's like wait are you taking credit for me beating you it's, ah, it's just so nice to have you back Mike <laughs> so yeah. Harvey doesn't care and Samantha <laughs> rightfully is like wait uh, that we're gonna let this we're gonna stand for this like, he cheated yeah. he, didn't, he wasn't supposed to like leak that and Har yeah. Harvey's like, ah, let it go. It's Mike. He's go. back. It's He's home. For it's Christmas. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Samantha. Loosen up. And she's like, no. Um, Mike's whole thing is that Harvey knows Mike so well. Everybody knows Mike is just a violin guy. He comes in with a bleeding heart and he's just like squeezing the hell out of it until he gets what he wants. And so Harvey went into this trying to, quote unquote, play the man. He's like, OK, Mike's going to lean into not having a jury. Uh, and so, I mean, to having a jury and having his moment to just really get into these people's uh, into these hearts and their minds. and just like, oh, my God, isn't it so sad? These poor people over there in the sweatshops and all this other stuff. And that's Mike's move. So Harvey's been um, he's been attacking this just like that. Like, we got to keep Mike away from the jury. We got to get Mike in front of a judge. We need to stick to the facts. But what he did not realize is that Mike was expecting all of that. And so while Harvey's doing all of that, all it's doing is bolstering Mike's attempt to make a big deal out of this. He doesn't want a jury. He wants the world to see it, because now that the world sees it, this guy, Jeremy Wall, is getting publicity for starting his new company. So he's getting the money and he's getting the clout. And that's exactly what Mike wanted. And it was a little, you know, underhanded because he planned this from the beginning. This mm -hmm. whole thing was cooked up. Like, for all we know, the entire reason the boy even went to the sweatshop was just for this to happen, yeah. you know? And yeah, so, that's what um, it seems like. It seems like this was all like Mike was playing like uh, 4D chess. Yeah, like go to the sweatshop, look around. If it seems a little, you know, it'll seem a little shady because they all do and then come back and we'll talk some business. Um, and Samantha's like, wait, he can't get away with this. I was like, yes, he can. She's like, no, he cannot. And so eventually Harvey says, look, stand down because you're about to go create some evidence. 
to prove that what Mike did was, uh, you know, what what Mike did happened. And um, that's against the rules. Faye snooping around, shut it down. And she's like, fine, I'll shut it down. And she doesn't shut it down at all. She she does not shut it down. She actually goes yeah. and creates the evidence. And uh, Mike is pissed. Mike is pissed. And, you know, Mike is also, I think, you know, unreasonable. Like, Mike and Samantha are more alike uh, than I think uh, <laughs> either of them would want <laughs> to be comfortable with. Because, you know, Samantha, and then she, like, fa- like with, with everything going on, she fabricates some kind of evidence that I, I don't even understand what she fabricated. But she did something to, uh, like, or she fabricated, like, some evidence that pointed that um, the basketball player didn't didn't really get the information or was notified a long time ago. And so he yeah. was not able to then, you know, make this claim to get out of his contract. And Mike is, you know, basically he goes off on Harvey. You know, Mike came back to pick a fight with Harvey. Harvey, like magnanimously, like, ah, Mike, like, uh, boy, you did it. Uh, and then <laughs> when it doesn't go Mike's way, he lashes out at Harvey and is like, like, I'm never coming home again for Christmas. Like, this is what it's right. like around here. Like, screw you, Harvey. <laughs> screw everything you did. Like, you know. And he's like, I don't care about her. I cared about you, and you and you need to like uh, call off your attack dog. He's so rude, Mike. Yeah, he's like, you gave me your word, and you've lost yourself, Harvey Specter. You've lost yourself. You, you're too far gone. You know, it's like, all right, Take Mike, it easy. The hell up. Uh, he yeah. didn't even know that this happened. Right, and Mike, you cheated first. Let's you come in with this like foolproof plan, and it doesn't go your way because you swear Harvey that he's gonna stay above board when you already were below board. Yeah. So yeah, it was cool, but you don't get to have the moral high ground here when it comes to you know how you um, how you came at this case, right? Yeah. Um, so what Samantha did was she contacted Charles, who who was this activist who had gotten in touch with them, and they were like, they were like, oh yeah, Charles Hugh talked to you. Yeah, yeah, that guy. So. Samantha contacted him and bribed him and was like, look, let's just say you knew about the Mike Ross scheme. Like, what could we get for you to say that? And so he does. He says this. And now they have evidence showing that Mike Ross cooked this up from the beginning and none of this stuff is plausible. And so Mike's pissed because he's like, you can't just go bribing people. That's against the law. It's like, Mike, what you did was not above board at all. You don't get to sit here and, and be mad about it. But he is. And ultimately, Lewis has to go to his house and be like, Mike, come on, mm-hmm. Mike. We're family, just like the sheepdog and the dog or the wolf, the wolf, the sheepdog and the wolf. You clock in, you clock out, but you're still friends. Mike's like, I guess, Louis, you know, mm-hmm. he gave him a, you just got spit up onesie, you know. Yeah, that it, was nice. Fine. That was nice. Oh, yeah, because uh, Lewis did not have any interaction with Mike uh, during this. Whole no, time. like Lewis was. Uh, I guess Lewis was not in the office uh, for most of this, so uh, he didn't get to see Mike uh, coming back. So he had a nice moment uh, with Mike. But you know, Samantha is also ridiculous. Um, yes. Har- you know, um, Harvey is. You know, her boss. I guess they're yeah. both name partners, but they're not equals. Uh is he her boss? I have to think, like, I don't know what the ownership stakes are, but I have to think that Harvey has more ownership of the firm than Samantha. Like, I don't think that the Spectre lit Wheeler Williams are like each like 25% partners in this, right? I mean, that I guess. I mean, it's business. Like, um, 
that yeah, her name's on the wall, but she came in with like no equity here. I mean, <laughs> basically to put her name up on the wall to make her equal with Harvey and Lewis, like that's crazy. I, I don't know. She's basically I, a stranger. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It feels like at the very least he has seniority. I don't know how far that goes, but you would think that he could just be like, hey, man, chill out, you know, uh, and she would be like, I, but he does. He tries to pull rank. I'm like, I, I'm giving you a direct order. She's like, you don't give me orders. I don't work for you. I work with you. And um, like I said, I don't really know what the, the math is on that one. So I guess, yeah. I mean, even if she is correct and he doesn't give uh, her orders, it's still wild that Samantha would really go after this. Now, I don't get me wrong. I actually kind of see, uh, I feel like if I'm her, maybe I don't care, right? Because like I hear Harvey, and he's just trying to protect his little friend. You know, that's that's his, little, his play son or whatever. And Mike came in underhanded first. So why do I have to be the one to take the moral high ground here when he was doing, what's he going to do? Prove that I bribed them, you know, because then that still shows that Mike Mike is guilty of what happened, you know? So it's kind of just like, I don't know. I don't I don't know how how I feel about Samantha doing this to Harvey, but I do feel weird about her doing this with face nooping around. Like, yeah. This is dumb. She says to Harvey where he comes in and he's pissed. And she said, well, I changed my mind. I don't take orders from you. <laughs> and so. Yeah. Um, uh, so she, she, and then so stupid okay yeah they have this huge big blow up and then of course there's like uh peeping Faye is standing in the corner <laughs> like always like everybody knows she's in her spy shack uh she's waiting around constantly for something to happen and she comes in and says to samantha so i saw you and harvey got into it. i know that harvey fabricated this evidence and you tried to stop him isn't that the case and samantha to her credit says uh no no. Harvey Har no. Harvey didn't do it. She's like, oh, then it must have been you. That's it. You're fired. I will not tolerate unethical behavior. Yeah, and Samantha's like, you don't have any proof. She's like, I don't need proof. I'm I'm I am your boss. I can fire you. And here you are. You are fired. We have officially seen Faye do the thing that she has been threatening to do to everybody. Mm -hmm. She told yeah. Donna, like, hey, you could get demoted. She told Lewis, you could get fired. You know, and now she's finally like, all right, I this is the final straw. I know that you broke the law. I heard y'all talking about it because y'all are too stupid to have yeah. a private conversation inside of like a room with close the door. Right. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. These are these conference rooms have to be soundproof to some extent, right? Because they're lawyers. So you wouldn't want all their information leaking every time they have a conversation. Close the door. We've seen Harvey and Donna have like knockout drag out fights in the middle of the lobby downstairs. Mike and Rachel used to argue in the downstairs lobby, like, you slept with somebody else? You 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 kissed somebody? Like it. They used to do that kind of stuff yeah. all the time. Go in the records room. Mike and Rachel had sex in there. Nobody heard about that. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm I'm glad that they finally kind of got caught up because you really think you'd have more discretion uh, yeah. when you have these conversations. But yeah, Faye heard her and now she's in trouble. She's fired. I would have liked to have seen Faye and Mike Ross have an interaction where like Faye like uh, grabs him by like the lapel of his shirt. Like, what's a known fraud like you doing in a place like this? <laughs> I've been trying to clean up the mess that you left here, Mike Ross. Where do yeah. you get off? Yeah, I would even love to see, because we did see Faye inquire about Mike Ross. She goes to Alex Williams like, so, Mike Ross, what do you, uh, you know that guy? And I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, he sucks. Mike Ross is a jerk, and he, he, he's a know-it-all. He's you arrogant. You just spy but on him for me. He's like, and he's like, what? I'm not doing that. He's like, I, Mike Ross has saved my life a bunch of times. Like, we're good. He's, good. he's a good guy. I'm not spying on him. But Alex actually does consider it because he knows that Mike Ross is so underhanded. He's like, yeah, maybe I should. Then he goes to Katrina and Katrina's like, hey, I'm going to tell you right now, 
stay out of this. Do yeah. not get involved with Mike and Harvey and Samantha because all of them are willing to bend the rules and it is going to blow up in our faces. And the best thing you can do is just hope that it blows up on them and not all of us. And so some sage wisdom from Katrina, who now that we've mentioned it uh, after the last episode, I do see a world where Katrina and Alex Williams are like the last two standing, kind of holding the firm together as the only people who are not willing to be so unethical all the time. Yeah. Okay, so keep an eye on that with these next five episodes to go. All right, we talked about Katrina. Let's let's get into this. And Boom. this, Boom. I mean, really, this, uh, I, I believe it or not, Katrina is still in the blend. Finally, the, by the end of this episode, does Katrina stand up? She stood up. Yeah. She stood up. I, I like, I did like a fist pump. Like, yes, she did it. She did it. She, she ignored the voicemail. It came in and she said, you know what, Donna? I deleted it. I didn't even listen to it. But yeah. Rob, no, I don't believe her. Well, I feel like that when you're truly over Brian, you could listen to his voicemail and yeah. not go back to like, you know, she's like, I quit Brian cold turkey. <laughs> you know, I can't, yeah. I, I gotta like, I can't even have a little Brian because I'm over it, you know? When you're really over it, you could like, because that was just kind of rude uh, that you called him. Uh, he called you back and you don't even listen to his voicemail. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> she let it go, you know, and I don't believe her. I do believe that she did not listen to the voicemail. I believe that. I do not believe that she's over it because of what you just said, right? Like she could not even bring herself to listen to it because she knows it would have dragged her back in. And that makes me sad because I know Brian is coming back. I know this is not the last we've seen of Brian. His name should not have come up in this episode at all. And it was Katrina's entire storyline. She calls Brian and leaves like 85 million voicemails before she gets the right one. Where she's that was just like hilarious, but also very ridiculous. Very sad. Very hey, sad. Hey, F buddy. I've never seen Katrina act like this. Yeah. Hey, F buddy. It's me, Katrina. It's like, oh my God. She's hey, like, dog, hey, Katrina. It's kitty cat. Right. I was like, stop it. Cut it out, Katrina. She's like, oh, hey, it's Katrina. I mean, oh, no, you're Katrina. I'm Brian. Oh, no, I got to hang up. Mm -hmm. But you can't hang up because if you hang up, the voicemail is just going to yeah. send. I've actually been in a situation like this, not calling somebody like, you know, that I didn't, that I was like in love with or nothing like that. But whenever you leave a voicemail and it sounds stupid, you're like, damn, do I have to just stick, stay on here until it tells me that I could re-record it? Or do I just hang up and let it ride? Yeah. Now I just don't leave voicemails at all. No, can't. Can't do it. <laughs> you can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. Yeah. She also is like, hey, why don't you leave your wife and marry me? Like, she has like a yeah. couple that Tell were like- Tell her you love me. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. Katrina, please. I was yelling stand up, but I, I, I'm giving her credit for standing up at the end. Uh, but at the same time, like, all this was was a setup for Brian to come back. And I just don't want it. I just <sighs> don't want it. Katrina's so much better than him. Yeah. Is the Suits finale going to be Katrina and Brian's wedding? No, God, God, no, God, no. What? What? Double, ma double marriage with <laughs> Harvey and Donna? No, 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 no. Harvey, Donna, and, and Lewis. It'd be a triple wedding. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lewis yeah. and uh, Sheila still have to get married. And she yep. was ass. Yeah. Okay. We still haven't talked about well, her. I know. I know. We're going to get feet. back to them. Um, but also then, so Donna has a conversation with Katrina and – um. Katrina and Donna, like where Donna is like trying to say like, hey, get drunk. Let's like uh, pick up women. Also, like, you know, patriarchy hard at work here of that Donna still has to can only like make up fake names that are based on the men in the office. Like you could yeah, still you like, could be Louise Litt. 
here. Right. Like, what if, what if you, you know, pretended to be a lawyer, Katrina? Like, like imagine me and that, a lady lawyer? <laughs> right. Like me and Rachel used to when Rachel was a paralegal and I was just a, a legal secretary. Katrina, you too could be a lawyer. She's like, I'm a lawyer. Yeah. I don't have to fake it. <laughs> I don't need a fake name, fake identity to be a lawyer at a bar. <laughs> Imagine though a a girl lawyer at a bar, Louise Lynch. She's like, yeah. What about Katrina? How does that sound? Katrina Bennett. They're like, oh, that's a good ring. That has a good ring to it. I don't know, but it's not Louise Lynch. So Donna is able. Oh my God, I'm losing my touch. Uh, You've only been in one relationship. Is the one relationship we're saying Katrina has ever been in is Brian? Uh, No, that doesn't count. That does not count as the one relationship. I think it's just that Katrina has only been in like a strong relationship, but she got hurt. And okay. now with the Brian not thing, Brian. she's looking, it was a different looking guy. for the warmth. Yeah, she's looking for the warmth of a new relationship. And so Brian was the first time she was letting her, her guard down because she's so focused on work. Donna thought Katrina was trying to get over somebody by getting under somebody else. When in reality, she was really just like, bro, I just want to talk about this. I, I, I have these complicated feelings because I've been giving myself to work so much. And then Brian intruded on my work with these emotions. And now I don't know how to work it out. And so Donna's like... Do something for yourself. Do not do something work-related. For once, just once a week, just pick something else. Don't think about us. Don't think about Brian. Just go take care of yourself. And so Katrina decides to take up ballet. She's going to ballet class. Okay. All right. So then we also had uh, Lewis and Sheila and got into a little bit of uh, Lewis and Sheila role play here of uh, some Mm kind of like Cinderella story that was going on where Lewis is fitting Cinderella with a glass slipper. Uh, However, Mm -hmm. it does not fit because uh, that Sheila, as uh, we've discussed, is uh, becoming uh, more and more pregnant and her uh, foot has swelled to the point where the glass slipper does not fit. Now, I have not ever heard this. I'm not uh, the uh, ultimate authority on human pregnancy, uh, but, you know, and I, I would probably... Pregnancy is not a monolith, Chappelle, okay? Uh, One pregnancy does not represent all pregnancies. I had not ever heard this, that if your foot swells when you're pregnant, it never goes back to the original pre-pregnancy size. Uh, I don't know if it ever goes back. I mean, maybe Sheila is being dramatic here. Maybe she's telling the truth. But I know the ligaments get looser um, with with the pregnancy. Um, Their bones are, you know, it's not holding the the bones as tightly as it used to be right and so you could go up like a, a size or so but i don't know if they're just like it never tightens back up you know if, if she ain't got that snap back on her feet mm-hmm. uh but uh yeah did, she was pissed um they were doing cinderella's dirty Re- redemption and uh for some reason her feet were the size of wisconsin and they wouldn't fit into the glass slipper and this sets her off now louis eventually will go to alex and say alex you survived two pregnancies tell me what to do rob you have survived two pregnancies what do you do when someone is crazy? Um, I mean, pregnant. Yeah. I don't know. You do I, nothing. You know, nothing. Alex Williams says you do nothing. You do nothing. You do nothing. You do nothing. You do absolutely nothing. But Alex notes, this is Lewis. Lewis cannot do nothing. So this is going to be a downhill uh, spiral anyway. There was nothing that we could do with, uh, without uh, like to avoid this fight because it yeah. was going to happen. Um, 
Sheila is pissed. She is angry. She's hurt. She's sad. She's feeling all these emotions and none of it's her fault. And Lewis is trying to fix it and she just wants him to stop. He tries to fix it. Uh, we bring Benjamin back into things and he wants Benjamin to ultimately like wire this uh, $50,000. I really, Benjamin runs the IT department, but they really just use him like they're like in-house Mr. Robot to like hack and do dirt uh to other companies electronically and so here wire this fifty thousand dollars anonymously to sheila she'll never know uh and she knows instantly that that is uh from lewis and she's angry with him she says uh you know that was selfish and it was cruel and you never listen and so lewis says okay we need to go see dr lipschitz yeah he's like uh we're crazy. Uh, and I mean that in a loving way. And so maybe we need to go talk to somebody who deals with crazy people. Let's go talk to Dr. Lipschitz. And Sheila said something to the effect of, I mean, you've been going down for years and he ain't made you less crazy. And I was like, ha. And then Lewis responds, yes, he has. And you know it. And I was like, also, ha. Because mm -hmm. Lewis is correct. We, the Lewis that we knew in season two and three and four, he's gone. That Lewis is not the same Lewis. Now, they, this is not to say that this Lewis is completely healed from whatever wounds he has. Um, and that has worked out all of his anxieties and his, you know, his Lewis-isms. But um, he's definitely better off now after seeing Dr. Lipschitz for this amount of time. And so it is a not bad idea for Sheila to go and talk to Dr. Lipschitz. And this is when they get to the root of the problem. Yeah. And Sheila doesn't really know what she wants to do. She feels like she's pulled in uh, a few different directions. But maybe she just wants to pick one direction. Maybe Sheila just wants to be a mom. Yeah. She wanted, maybe she doesn't want to keep her uh, career going. Yeah, maybe, maybe. And Lewis is like, okay, whatever you want, you know. Yeah. You don't have to she, decide it, today. You don't. You don't. But it was it was bothering Sheila, and so yeah, um, this they kind of get to the root of it, and and they're able to to at least have a a genuine conversation where she's not yelling at him and Lewis is not yelling back. Because make no mistake, if Sheila's getting emotional, Lewis is matching whatever that energy is. Right. And we also see Lewis, he goes back to Benjamin and apologizes to Ben. He's like the, the Scrooge of like, uh, after he got visited by the girls, he's like, Benjamin, I was, uh, you know, so wrong to have fired you. Here's a raise and a promotion. Yeah, I'm happy that Benjamin stood up for himself because Lewis walks in like, Benjamin, I need your help. Benjamin's like, uh, Lewis, the last time we talked, you had me do something illegal. And then when I got caught, you threw me under the bus and tried to fire me. So, mm -hmm. no, I'm not doing anything for you and that bag of bacon. But... Um, he does apologize. He tells him it's for Sheila. And then, like you said, he gives him a 30% raise and a new, a fancy new title. He's the vice president of, of something. tech of IT. Yeah. I, VP, VP yeah. of IT. Okay. Yeah. I mean, is there a president of, is there an IT department or is yeah. it just Benjamin? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of a made-up title. I don't know. There's nobody else that works. The one, the first time we saw Benjamin, there was like this, like sprawling, like floor Wrestling of people group. that, like, wait, I have to go down to IT. What's that? Um, and he was like running everything. We're like, is he running IT for like a bunch of companies? And then now he just mm -hmm. is like by himself in an office. Like, doesn't seem like there's anybody else that works with Benjamin. Yeah, nah, um, Benjamin is a uh, the a one man show. It seems, but he got, he's now the vice president of that one man show. So go, Benjamin. Go, Benjamin. Okay. All right. And yeah, I think that that's pretty much... Uh, was there anything we missed here from this episode? Any other stories? Uh, no. I mean, just the moment that Alex Williams gets asked to be the spy. I mean, he doesn't say no, per se. He's more just kind of like, 
Uh, maybe you have a point. He doesn't actually spy on them this time because Katrina tells him to step step down. But I don't. I think there's a non-zero chance where because of this fallout with Faye finding out about Samantha, that Alex is more incentivized to be like, maybe I should be keeping an eye on these people because why did I allow that to happen? You know, everybody. Everybody with eyes knew Samantha was about to go do that thing. The only person who missed it was Harvey because he was blinded by Mike Ross's glow. Uh, but anybody else would have told you, Samantha is not going to stop. Donna even told, um, I think Donna told Samantha, Mike Ross is never going to stop. He's just like you and Harvey. So when it gets to, it's Samantha, the ball is in Samantha's court. Why do you think she's going to fold? She doesn't do that. And so Samantha's fired, but I think Alex Williams is like kind of looking like, dang, maybe I should have spoke up and said something. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Chappelle, who gets the lady in this episode? Mm. I mean, is Mike Ross eligible for the lady? He's still eligible, uh, but do you feel like that he, yes, he outplayed Harvey, but he also like was, um, you know, a big baby at the end. He was a big baby and he technically lost to Samantha. She did get over on him. I think so, it's Harvey. Uh, I think it's Harvey. He's a Survivor fan Harvey. first. Uh, he and also, like, he didn't like do dirt to try to beat Mike Ross. Like, uh, he was magnanimous towards Mike Ross. You know, he told Samantha to back down. She didn't. Mm-hmm. Like, what else could he have done differently? No, you're right. Uh, I think this was a, a a win for Harvey, and personally, him and Donna seem to be kicking it. You know, Lewis yeah. smooth things, you know, smooth things over between him and uh, Mike. And so, uh, yeah, I think at the end of the day, he kind of he might have lost the case, but I mean, he actually he won the care. case because Samantha cheated. Well, he won the case. Samantha cheated. So, I mean, he even wins just by doing nothing. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think Harvey wins the Liddy here. That's the problem with Harvey, like, kind of being, like, uh, on his own mental health journey throughout the course of the show. Like, he's so rich, and if he's not broken, he just doesn't want to win that bad anymore. Yeah, that's it. He's kind of like, hmm, I'm good, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine. Whatever. And it's Mike. It's Mike, so it's easier for him to back down. If this is Samantha, Harvey's still out here fabricating evidence and all kinds of stuff. But because this is Mike, this is his boy, he had to give his, his, his kid a win. Now, ultimately, Samantha does take that away, but that wasn't Harvey's fault. Okay, so we have where we talked about Survivor at length of it, Harvey calling it an underrated show, and he loves it. Uh, also, it Donna claims to have seen uh, a Tom Hanks lookalike. Um, so... There was that and also uh, some fables of uh, Hansel and Gretel and Cinderella are mentioned. But let's get into the feedback because this is probably the episode of uh, Suits that we've had the most feedback on in the history of the show. Okay? All right. I wonder why. So 
We have the most important thing has happened. Harvey is a Survivor fan. Whatever. Mike comes back. Blah. Whatever. Harvey's a Survivor fan. He knows you, Rob. That being said, who are Harvey's favorite players? I think we could safely agree Harvey is a Boston Rob fan with the poker and the attitude playing the man. Harvey likely is also a Tyson fan for similar reasons. I could see Harvey loving Malcolm, who's charming, uh, smart, strategic, uh, and had an alliance with a strong, wise female, Denise, similar to Harvey and Jessica. Harvey obviously listens to RJP. He's a listener. Maybe he was obviously. at a live show in New York and went incognito. I'm sure he yeah. was not happy with Mike Bloom laughing when Malcolm got voted out. I would say that's the that's the one stretch I'll take. I don't think I don't think Harvey's that big of a Malcolm fan. I think he's like he likes Malcolm, but you, I think you hit the yep. nail on the head. He's a Tyson guy. He's a he's a uh, he's a Boston Rock. Yeah. Guy. Also, like I feel like that Harvey is kind of a casual. Also, yeah. um, I think Harvey is also like uh, Sandra. She's not that great. Uh, what did yeah. she even do? Poverty should have won heroes versus villains. Like, you know who was good? Russell. Like, uh, you know, I, I could see Harvey being a little bit like he's like he likes big moves. Yeah, he likes big moves. I don't think he's a Russell guy. I think that I think that he liked Russell Definitely at first. Samoa. Like, Samoa, he loved Russell. But yeah, by heroes versus villains, he's like, nah, I don't like it because it reminds him of, of Travis Harvey, Tanner. Yeah, and Harvey likes results. He likes to see a winner. And so to see somebody, that's why that's why he doesn't like Malcolm. No disrespect to Malcolm. But, you know, like, he just likes to see, like, somebody who is able to uh, charm their way into the end and win. And Harvey's like, if you put me in front of a jury, there's no way I'm losing. I'm the best closer ever. So why would he like Russell Hands? Yeah. It's just not, it's just not his, uh, not, not his speed. Yeah. Okay. AJ wants to know, uh, does Harvey get the Liddy for being a Survivor fan? He just did. Yeah, he just got, I mean, he just got the Liddy. I mean, being a Survivor fan did not hurt He just got at lit all. up. He did. Yeah. Um, he didn't he didn't get spit up. No. But he got lit up. Okay. Yeah. Um his torch was lit. All right. Doug <laughs> says, um, Mike's back. What do you think of the new Mike who cares more about uh who cares more about the win? Did yeah, he turn into the old Harvey? The yeah. No, I think I think this is Mike just use, utilizing a trick. Yeah, that he, he cares more about the Harvey. win than Harvey does. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least in this moment. But again, this is Mike Ross who put this it, this plan into motion, you know, six months prior to any of this even starting. Right. So yeah. Mike Ross has been playing. This has been a long con for a very long time. And he finally made his way to come like blindside Harvey. I think heads up. No, I don't think this yeah. is a new Mike Ross at all. I think Harvey versus Mike is still going to end the way it always has. Sure. And, I mean, that makes sense that uh, the uh, mentee cares more about me beating the mentor than, like, uh, that makes sense, you know? If, yeah. you know, yeah. you're you're playing a game with your son and it's like, uh, it's like you know, screw you, dad. Like, you're not like, screw you, son. Yeah. Exactly. Like you're, you, you're, you're at the top of the food chain here. So you're not supposed to be worried about the little guy anyway, or, or at least you're not supposed to appear to be worried about that. Harvey's got a lot of stuff going on. You don't want to punch is, down. Yeah. He is focused on, you know, all the intruders that are trying to come in and take over ZSLWW. Mike Ross is sitting at home thinking, how do I beat Harvey? And so, you know, that's a different energy. Now, if, if Mike is, if Harvey's always focused on uh, how to beat Mike, then yeah, he's picking on some, uh, clinic on the West Coast, you know that's not happening. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Mike is supposed to come in guns blazing. He's supposed to win this fight. I just think that if he didn't have the element of surprise, Harvey might have been able to get him anyway. Yeah, David wants to know. I've been waiting for this episode since the beginning to ask this question. Do you think that we can get Harvey for a know it alls or feedback show in season forty six? Was this the best reference for the whole series or what? 
it was fun. It was fun. I would love to see another follow-up. I would love to see like, oh, we do one more reference uh, to Survivor because you would think a show about uh, like largely about how you present yourself in front of a jury would have made a Survivor reference way earlier. But I think Survivor was in its renaissance around uh, 2019. It was yeah. it was starting to make a comeback. Um, yeah. If I had to guess, I would say that there were maybe writers that wrote this episode that were not there from early on in the run. Right. It came on in the new sexy suits, you know, this mm-hmm. new, this new, cause you know, the early days of suits, it was the same. It was like references, but it was a lot of like, you know, they, I won't say dated references, but survivor in, in the current day is probably the most current reference that we've gotten. You know, that's it. Like, it's not like he was like, Oh, I'm watching survivor season one. He's like watching current survivor. And that's, a 2019 show. Most of these references, aside from Game of Thrones, are from 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. Even the even the Mike Ross references. And it may not even be necessarily like the people that wrote the episode. Maybe in the writer's room, there were different people uh, that were not there from earlier on that wanted to get this into the show. So, um, you know, de- definitely uh, some, some different ways to go. All right. Then we also got from Gwyneth. Uh, what do you think is Harvey's favorite Survivor season? Um, Harvey Does likes, Harvey have a season rankings? Yeah, Sam Juan Delser is Harvey's favorite season. Mm-hmm. Easy. Yeah. He pictures himself a, a Natalie Anderson type. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. I think that's about it for all the Survivor talk. <laughs> Jessica Frey wants to know, is the Suits brand still happening now? It's got to. I, kind of have to it gotta happen uh yeah. you know i haven't i haven't listened to uh the more recent bread still you've done uh but i think that uh yeah a suit bread still wouldn't be horrible but harvey would have to win or it doesn't make sense yep okay wow imagine like harvey and mike in the final two final three yes yes who do yeah. you vote for yeah i think i'm staying at that point all right <laughs> Chappelle. anything else about this episode with only five no, episodes this- left to go this was great. Like I said, I'm I'm very happy that we made it here because, like I said, I've I've never seen season five of Suits, and so I knew there was a Survivor reference coming. I just didn't know when. It was just that so many people were just really trying to flag it, and so to get here and to see that this what it was, I was like, yeah, I like this a lot. Um, again, hoping for more of this, more more Survivor content because we're Survivor family here. But yeah. Thanks for everybody who has been chiming in and sending the feedback. I'm sorry if I've been uh, denying your approved <laughs> message, you know, your messages this whole far, but I'm going to start letting them slip through. Uh, we got a, a message from Jason Forner. It says, question for season nine, episode five. If Harvey was on Survivor, what would his fake non-lawyer job be, Rob? Oh, um, I think he would say he was like a uh, baseball coach. Oh, yeah, yeah. In his mind, he is. Or, or a poker player, which probably wouldn't go back. Or a boxer. A or boxing a boxer. coach, yeah. They they boxing wouldn't believe Harvey was a boxing boxer. instructor. Boxing instructor would be a good one. Yeah, I think so. I think it'd help him fly under the radar. But yeah, overall, this is a good time. Very happy. Okay. All right, Chappelle, where can people keep up with you? Uh, follow me on Twitter at Chappelle's underscore show. Okay, when we come back, only five episodes left. Yeah. Final five. The new year. Top five, baby. Top five, baby. Uh, the next episode we cover will be episode 130 overall. Do you think that now that Samantha is fired, that Faye is officially the Take her name guy? off the wall, baby. Yeah. Do you think do you think that this is the new this is what we're going the end game is? Is how we get Samantha's name back on the wall? <sighs> I 
No, Samantha, she could she could just go. I, I mean, this you, is you like, think they're just about to write her off the show right now? I don't think they're gonna write her off the show, but I kind of feel like I mean, is Harvey gonna fight that hard to get Samantha back? I mean, she br- disobeyed him directly, uh, which caused her to get fired by Faye after they have like uh, you know that it's gonna be a really tough needle to thread. Of hey. I know Samantha just did some dirt, um, and I know you're here to make sure we're ethical, but we really need her back. She's an essential part of the team. Harvey got Mike Ross out of prison. I don't think he lets this go. Mm-hmm. I think if you once you get somebody out of prison, you but is there loyalty there to Samantha? I mean, there's not Robert Zane here to like, hey, that's my right hand person. No, I I don't think so, but I do think that. Yeah, there's loyalty within the firm to Samantha. We know Katrina's sweet on Samantha. We know Alex loves Samantha. He's adopted her as his sister slash daughter. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, I don't think... But maybe that she could go find her family. I, there's no way they're letting this go. I think Faye is the big bad because of Samantha's Samantha getting fired. I just... Because they even said it in this episode. Mike's like, you got to stop Samantha from doing this stuff. And Harvey's like, I can't. I wouldn't stop you. I wouldn't throw you under the bus. I'm not throwing her under the bus. And so, and Harvey hates Faye. This is less about Samantha and more about Harvey and Faye. Faye is about, Faye just fired somebody at Harvey's law firm and yeah. he's just going to take it laying down? No. He's about to try to sue the pants off this lady. All right. Let's see what happens when we come back next time. Episode called Whatever It Takes. So maybe uh, it speaks to <laughs> uh, that they're going to do a lot to get her back. All right. Chappelle, where can people keep up with you? At Chappelle's underscore show. All right. I'm at Rob Sistrine. A really fun one today. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.